I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the Des Bishop podcast. Thank you all for being here. It's very late at night in Dublin. I am packing to head to New York in the morning. So it's exciting times for me, but it's also exciting times for you, the listener, because we are also introducing our first part two, the part two of A Day in Glasgow with Kevin Bridges. Many people have been asking, when is it coming up? So I had to give in and post it now. Now, for the record, this exists only because when I dropped Kevin off at his parents' house in Glasgow, he needed a lift back in to the city center to watch the Celtic match. Uh, the Champions League match. Uh, he also needed to bring his dog in, which he considered a major favor. And as a sort of a partial payment for that major favor, he continued chatting to me in the car while we were recording. So listen, this part two is loose as a goose. It's great fun, though. I find Kevin to be just a super naturally funny guy. When he opens his mouth, funny shit comes out. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, it's kind of in three parts. Uh, the first part is... Uh, heading back into Glasgow City Centre. The second part is actually from the very beginning when I first met Kev when we were on our way to play squash. For those that didn't listen to part one, that's what we did. We headed to play squash and then we headed to Kevin's parents' house. And then part three is the very end of my drive into the Glasgow City Centre. And that is very loose. And I do a lot of chatting in that. But it's still a good listen. So do stick around right until the end. And I thank you so much for listening. We will see you later on. So, ladies and gentlemen, part two of A Day in Glasgow with Kevin Bridges. Yes. So, this is the bonus feature of the podcast because actually... Des is doing me a favor here. Kevin needed a lift back <laughs> into town. And uh, so now we have... Uh, what's your dog's name? Annie. Annie is in the car, but she's uh, she's chilling in the back. She's just polished a can of... What was now, that? You, you, was said, that? you said you didn't want to say it, but... What's that? It's a Labrador, and it's original... The original home of this Labrador was Cork, so you said it was an Irish Labrador. And then I said Chucky R. Labrador, <laughs> which is probably going to get me a bit of shit there. It's but not. You, you can put that in. Chucky R. Lab. <laughs> Chucky R. Lab is funny. Chucky R. Lab is funny. Oh, if, uh, well, how is that going to get you shit? I don't know, man. But Chucky it's a good R. name Lab. for a Labrador if you're Belfast. Yeah, Chuck, if you're Chucky, from Belfast, like Chucky. Call your lab just as we Chucky R. Lab. Chucky R. Lab. <laughs> Chucky R. Lab. <laughs> Have you met Chucky R. Lab? Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> That was an idea, but any anyway. Yeah, come on, that's funny. Dissident bro. Republican dog lovers up there. That's going to get you in trouble? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Who cares, man? Listen, uh, nice we're dead. We're the, the Kevin Bridges has been spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going straight back in, right? Straight back in. This so, is I mean, one there's of the unhealthiest streets on the planet there. You've got off sales. Uh, a Chinese takeaway shop, a Chinese, and one of their places that just sells every sort of fright. No, they don't have an identity in their places. Like a ninety-nine cent shop. Kebabs type is thing? no, it's like kebabs, pizzas, fish and chips. Oh, yeah. they, they, don't, they don't master any particular cuisine. Just like whatever's bad for you, we uh, got it. We'll fucking fry anything, mate. Just <laughs> let us know. So I've nothing else to talk to you about other than I figured if we're driving, we might as well keep talking. You know, we might as well. Oh, we met, I met your parents. 
There we go. Yeah, that was and cool. And you fell for the joke tap. Oh man, I don't the know tap. how to decide. I was boasting about the all new bathroom. Doing, all I was thinking it was when but I was in the new flaws. bathroom. It's like <laughs> this motherfucker and all his money, and this is what he got his parents. <laughs> a bathroom where when you turn on the tap, it literally sprays right into your legs. Right on it. It's right at ball height as well. Yeah, it? it goes right in. So I had to walk in and say to your parents, like, by the way, it was the sink, not my bad aim. I think they've heard that everybody's done it. And you've got also what blue. Yeah, it's so, fine. So it's it's already dried up. It's all right. But you do have to get that fixed. That tap. I guess it was a nice idea. This kind of sense that it's like a falling but it's quite waterfall. a popular tap. I've seen it everywhere. I fell for that in pubs and all that as well. Yeah, I don't know why. Nice it, it, it just kind of shoots. You know, it just kind of shoots out. Who decided the tap was broke? I mean, so for, I guess tap, I guess because you're on your way to watch the match. Yeah. You know, for our for our Celtic fan listeners, of which there are many, do you do you think that Glasgow Celtic is m- more than just a football team? Is it is it an, is it an identity for you? Nice, nice question. <laughs> you should get a job on one of the, the no the clubs only subscription channel. <laughs> or they just love hearing the club getting patted on the back. Is it more than a club? Ah, well, it's a big big part of everybody's life. Yeah, here anyway. Big. My dad was he took me to my first games when I was how old was I, four years old or something like that. It becomes you can bookmark a lot of different times in your life through. Celtic matches and managers Moments. and players and I definitely yeah. what is it what is a common marker for you that you go oh that was when Celtic won the treble or you know, what, what, what's like a biggie for you well probably one of the reasons I got chucked out of school was because I missed two exams like big exam hires I don't know what you call them in Ireland A level yeah they're, yeah, like they're, they're, they're leaving sir yeah something like the big exams I missed two of those to go to Seville for the UEFA Cup final in 2003 oh, that, I've spoken about that a lot in podcasts but that's, oh you have yeah. so that's a big sort of so that was it Martin was O'Neill's Celtic that got me chucked out of school Martin O'Neill's Celtic right Martin O'Neill's Celtic they lost to Porto was it Porto in extra time Mourinho's Porto so if it wasn't for them I'd have probably stayed at school and went to uni and then not been as successful as you are or maybe more successful yeah, maybe, but you might have like you might have joined like the uni comedy club and then missed out on developing in Glasgow. And done a character act of what I used to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could have been that guy. You could have been yourself ironically. <laughs> you could have been an ironic version of yourself. That would have been a tragedy. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's a it's a sort of postmodern look at working class Glasgow. Hey, this is a good take. That's a nine hole golf course as well. Pretty cool. Oh, that's nice. Now we're now now we're getting the tour, now nine that we're holes. on the now that we're on the bonus section. That's where a guy got shot last Friday. Really? No, I just said that for <laughs> for the really. <laughs> That's a bit a shock for an American to hear about shooting. Well, I just, I yeah, I, I just, I was curious. I mean, I, I, come on, I live in Dublin, man. Well, there's been a lot of shootings no, in Dublin lately. Quite a healthy place. Uh, oh, hey, hey, while I have you, while we're, on the, like? while we're on the bonus section of yes. the, of the podcast, um, what's give me some of your best Irish local stuff, like when you're in Ireland. And you're endearing yourself to the crowd. Like, what are some of your best, like, Irish local? Um, you, you know what I mean, right? Like, you just, like, you go to Dublin or you go to Cork, like, you get a guaranteed laugh by talking about what? Because I know you have some good Irish local. I'm trying uh, certain places. Cork, I always talk about, was it Hillbillies? You know, the Hillbillies, yeah, the chipper. The fried chicken place? Yeah. Uh, outside that, I outside forget outside what I said, but I always, I'll always mention something. Oh, all something. you have to do is mention hillbillies, and they'll be like, "What? <laughs> he knows us so well, like, oh my god, he knows hillbillies." Is that? The, I mentioned Danny. She, she's obviously a cork. 
I messaged oh, yeah. her on stage. So what did you say about the, the she dog was, coming from Cork? They were just asking if she talks. What I said, no, I said she barks in a Cork accent. Like, woof, 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 woof. <laughs> woof, 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 like. Oh, that would get that. That's a huge laugh. Woof, woof, like. And they were like that. No, you could say she's a dog from Cork, so she's super friendly, but a little bit of a chip on her shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to, you have to Is be. Is that Cork people are in Cork? No, okay, um, it's a Roy joke. Keane, I suppose he's mentally. Yeah, like Roy Keane. You could have called her like Roy, Roy Keane or something. Good Celtic player just now as well. Owen O'Connell, centre back. Cork guy. Cork, yeah, yeah, he's young, young kid. He's playing well. He's uh, in the first team. He's oh nice. Five games in a row or something he's played, but he's played really good. So he played for the Irish youth or anything? They played for like Irish. I think he played for the. I think he's played for the twenty ones. I don't know if he's been capped at senior level yet, but we'll be on the cards anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Ah, he's looking good. So what's your Dublin local? Uh, it's always changed over the, the Lewis. Obviously, talk about that. They pay the fare or pay the price. Remember the warning sign? Oh yeah, what was that? I, I haven't seen that. Did you say that on late late? I think so. I think pay, it the, was just pay the fare, pay the price. It said pay the fare or pay the price, and I was talking about how that's the same thing. Like, no, there's people going, did you pay the fare? <laughs> no, pay, I paid the you, price. <laughs> did you pay the fare? No, you paid the price. <laughs> uh, what price was the fare? It said it was a fair price. <laughs> just thought it was funny. Just yeah. giggly stuff. It's not. I think you need to open up shows sometimes with a bit of daft yeah, shit yeah, about the local yeah, place. Yeah, and then, yeah, get them get Then them you go in into the your zone. actual fucking hard, hard stuff or whatever. But no, no. Ireland's great for that, man. They take out a laugh at themselves as well it's like oh yeah they love, am they I love in this some, right lane am I in the correct lane uh, where are we going right. in? no left left go behind this what's it called Alliance Healthcare bringing healthcare closer yeah. how's my driving should we call it <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then they're going to have your number now ah fuck it anyway it's too it would be shit if it's planned it's preferred see me just <laughs> just sitting in a hotel room on tour or something just start yeah, call and just be like, yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I would consider pretty average driving, but you know, I've nothing to complain about, the, nothing to praise. There just, was one uh, guy we used to terrorise when we were kids. We used to just phone Edinburgh Zoo, but it, it was quite a shit prank call. But it's the way the guys sounded so depressed, right? So you'd phone up and just go like, eh, "Hey, boy, good afternoon, Edinburgh Zoo." We'd ask to speak to like a Mister Giraffe or something, or something just stupid, yeah, right? stupid like that, right? And then he'd go like. Uh, Funny enough, but then the guy would be like, uh, very good. You're phoning Edinburgh Zoo asking for a giraffe. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so, to us, that was like, this is really getting to that guy. So you'd start phoning back, and you'd summon the shit animals you'd been to, like Mr. S. Snake, Mrs. Elephant, all this shit. But it was just this guy had to obviously keep answering the phone <laughs> as if it's somebody genuine. Good afternoon, Edinburgh Zoo. But you'd hear it in his voice, just getting less and less. Like, Good afternoon, Edinburgh. Oh, hi, mate. Can we speak to uh, <laughs> Mr. D. Og? Just like oh, the lowest of the low. That's some of our fault. It's evolved since then. Yeah, you've gotten better at the pranking since then. Give this guy a lift, will we? <laughs> so are these are, these are kind of nice, actually. I kind of like the sort of almost like Art Deco design of these uh, these flats. Really? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Art Deco design. Sorry, man. What the fuck's happened to you, Des? <laughs> Sorry, man. I've changed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, seeing you pull up beside the bus. That's an odd one when we were... No, remember you. your first mate to get a driving licence? Yeah. You'd always just go a drive just for the sake of being in the car. Yeah, yeah, just go you'd out and an adult And I'd go to McDonald's, but you'd go to like a far away McDonald's. Yeah. Rather than your local one, just yeah. to get the... The feeling on. of being out, yeah. <laughs> so what, what would you do? No, we just sometimes would pull up beside a bus and you get somebody on the bus's attention and just go like, like point as if like, can you get oh, a person like four rows down? And then they would get up and go over and tap somebody in the shoulder and point at the car. <laughs> then everybody just needs to stare straight ahead and just totally ignore the bus. 
So the person just looks like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> it's so cruel, man. That see, when it worked, it was beautiful. You just have to sit straight on, like try not to laugh, or just. And then the person will be like, no, but they definitely said they needed your attention. <laughs> just to make the bus journey hell for them for the rest of the. <laughs> that was good. It's funny being a prick in it. Ah, uh, yeah, but you know, it's silly, <laughs> but you know, it's kind of like if you're good at it, like you know. Definitely. You must love hanging out with Carl Spain. He loves all that shit. Oh, I mean, I, he was, we done the tour last year together. He did all He's, your shows? Um, Romish, Rangi Nathan, done like the Hydro and... Um, Birmingham? The, the big, I, the bigger sort of places. Right, okay. But Carl done the sort of, I say the bigger places, Carl done the big ones. He done a couple of nights in the Glasgow Arena as well, Carl, but Rom was booked initially for the Apollo and oh, yeah, okay. the Belfast Arenas and stuff. And yeah, because Carl great. is great for the messing, you know? Nice. Oh, Hilarious, I'm gonna have him on the podcast, but yeah, have you ever tried to stump Carl Spain? Like he knows everything about everything. He's good with his football oh trivia. Oh my god, he? the football trivia is insane. Uh, it's, he's actually coming over in a couple of weeks' time with the Celtic Rangers match. Oh, is he? So now we jump right to the very beginning of our conversation with Kev, when I had just met him at a pub in Glasgow, and he was just getting into the car, realizing that. I was going to be driving and interviewing him at the same time. So, uh, this is us on our way to Squash discussing a quite embarrassing story of one of Kevin's first gigs in Ireland. I got Kevin Bridges in my car. I rented a Merc. We're doing another podcast in the car and uh, we're going to play Squash. Is this legal, first of all? I don't know if it's legal, but that was the last time I did this, that was also brought up at the start. Well, I mean, the way I, yeah, like when the guy pulls you over, it's like, oh, you know, there's no podcasting in a car. I guarantee you there's no statute. (laughs) (laughs) There's no no statute that says there's no podcasting in the car. Can you smoke an electronic cigarette in this car? (laughs) Got one of these things? Oh, oh, were you, you were off the cigarettes for a while. No, no, no. I don't, I'm trying to start. Why are you trying to start? You just look like a weirdo. Fucking cool. By the no, way, because we're going to play squash, you also, as as well as podcasting, you have to give me directions. All right, okay. Uh, just keep going straight ahead. Yeah. Until these roadworks that mean we need to divert. So let's go back. Or take. Sorry, it's the roadworks are stopping now. You can take a right still. Sorry. I can take a right here. Yep. Yeah. So the next I, right, sorry, onto the main road. I uh, I asked Kev to do the podcast, but I thought a tour of Glasgow. Uh, would be nice because Glasgow is a quintessential part of who you are. Yes. Like some places become more a part of a person than others. I feel like Glasgow is one of those places that defines you a little bit. Yes. Not just you, but people from Glasgow. I was actually born, I'm going to actually no smoke this test because I, w- I went through a phase I was smoking cigarettes when I was drunk. Right. So I figured I'd take this. So on the off chance, we- no, you don't even booze, do you? No, I don't booze. No, I don't I'll smoke just, e-cigarettes. I'm going to leave that, man. Let's keep it a clean... Yeah, no problem. No, like nobody was going to be aware that you were smoking the e-cigarette. But then I mentioned it, so they would heal the. I'll, I'll cut it out, Kevin. I'll cut it out, Kevin. We don't want that in the front page of the Edinburgh Evening News. Kevin Bridges now smokes e-cigarettes. Right. What were you saying, Glasgow? I was at. Oh, I was no, born. I'm just saying it's like a place no, no. that like really defines a person. Yeah. Like, more Definitely. than like when somebody's from Leicester. You know, people don't say like, oh, he's a real Leicester guy. But like when, when people say they're from Glasgow, he's like, oh, he's a real Glaswegian. You know, it's like a, a place that really defines And it you. makes sense. Like people understand. Yeah, they get it. Means. It's a real yeah. identity. Like, you know, you can drop Glasgow as a punchline at any gig in Edinburgh. It's going to get a big reaction. Right. 
No, I would agree. I was born in Clydebank, which I can probably take you down to. Yeah, at some stage we'll we'll head there because we want. can meet. Well, you know, because I tell you what, I'd love uh, as as well as just chatting to you, which is important. I I would love to pick up a couple of little bits of local that will then stand to me. Yeah. On stage, if you know what I mean. Have like, you done any shows in Glasgow this? I um, haven't done a show year? in Glasgow in years, actually. No. You done yeah. the stand before? I did the stand years ago, which was like fucking awesome, and uh, I, you know, just like a real vibe. But then I did my dad was nearly James Bond, like in a theater. And uh, that wasn't as buzzy as the stand. Right. How do you find the stand? Because to me, it's it's probably the best club. But that's where it started for me. So I don't know how people. Well, I I say to people that the stand is one of the best comedy clubs in the UK. And there was a club in Cork years ago called City Limits, which was well past its prime by the time you started doing comedy. But in its prime, everybody came over from London, sometimes from the states, and it was just like a guaranteed explosion of energy. And I always think that the Stand Glasgow, more than the Stand Edinburgh, is that place. I actually told a story about the city limits in Cork last week. Oh, you did it before? It was I'd done it about 10 years ago. And it's quite an embarrassing story with a sort of scatological end. But it's a true story. No, oh, hit me. Right, it's this, I don't know if I want to... I can guarantee this, you my, my, the most of my... Like, the largest group of <laughs> listeners to this podcast are definitely from Cork. So this is this is good stuff. It's a Saturday night show, is that right? Saturday yeah, night yeah well, now it is. Now he just does one. It used to be Friday, Saturday. Yeah. a guy's named Brian, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that's so, Brian. Let's move on. All good stories start with... Uh, what's that guy's name? Brian, No, right? he, was, he was good to me. He put me up in the B&B sort of thing beside the venue. So I'd done the show on the Saturday. Just keep going straight. You're yeah. straight for a good while here. Yeah, okay. So I'd done the show on the Saturday, and then I was booked for Jerry Marlin's gig in Galway on the Sunday. Yeah. So... I think there was only like one bus or something like that at the time. I don't know how long is that Cork to Galway on a bus. Yeah, like three a and a half hours or something. Yeah, so four I, hours. I got up in time and made the B and B breakfast, and you no, know, you eat a breakfast and you instantly just go, "This is going to, there's going to be a bit of comeback." Yeah, on this, yeah, 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 yeah. There's going to be an encore performance. Definitely. <laughs> so, so I got on this bus and then I just felt my stomach sort of cramping. Right, I think everybody probably knows where the story's going. Uh, I went down to the front of the bus and I asked the driver for the keys to the toilet. There was a toilet on the bus, and he goes, "No, it's." It's not working, it's locked or whatever. So then the harsh reality sort of sets in. So I'm going, when's the next stop? And he goes, Limerick. And I said, how long is Limerick? Was that an hour and a half or something? It was a while, two hours maybe? Yeah, I guess, yeah. It was a while and it was yeah. the only place to stop, the, the bus was going to stop. So I start feeling this, you know, you need to sort of calm down a little bit and talk yourself <laughs> down. I put in my iPod and I could just feel my stomach getting worse and worse. Oh, it's the worst. I, I absolutely hate that feeling, man. We stop off at one place, pick up a few people, it's just a regional stop, but it's like a Gaelic, an Irish dancing sort of, all these young girls, like 17, 18, came on the bus. <laughs> so I start like getting really, really bad, like I'm actually, I can feel a fart coming on. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, how the, but I've got zero confidence in the fart, like, so. <laughs> you, you feel like, you feel like this, this fart is, uh, you know, might have some, you know, once you open the door, everybody else is going to try to get in. Oh, <laughs> This is disgusting, this story, but anyway. Anyway, you're I telling let, it now. You're I committed. Know, committed you're committed story, to this story, man. That's so it. I let this fucking a little bit out, and I feel a tiny bit of relief, but and I can hear everybody else in the bus comment. I take my iPod. I'll sort of, <laughs> oh, you can hear people responding to this new odour in the... In the uh, okay. I'll lower the volume just to hear the feedback <laughs> to see if I'd got away with it. And then I can just, that's fucking disgusting. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's disgusting. Who the fuck was that? And I'm just sitting there just going, this is the most humiliating, excruciating moment in my life here 
So I need to go back up and ask the driver again, but then I realise I'm making it too obvious. If I'm the guy who's the constantly guy. going to the driver to ask to stop, yeah, they're going to clock onto me. So I'm looking at road signs, limericks. Like- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 60 kilometers or whatever. I'm going, fuck, come on, Kev, you've got 60 kilometers on you. <laughs> I keep going and going, <laughs> and it's just getting worse. And I don't, long story short, right, I got to Limerick, and it was a tiny bit too late. So I had to go into the... Oh, you had a little bit... Uh, yeah, came I, out. I never made it you to You shat yourself in adulthood. <laughs> so basically, this is... Why didn't you start the story by know, saying, man. this is one of those... Have gently... you ever shit yourself as an adult? <laughs> right, well, that's, I don't know if that's a theme on the podcast we should be exploring, but that's how we've started. Keep going straight, by the way. Yeah, okay, then, great. Um, so I got to Limerick Station, and I, t- I only had one pair of jeans, right? I was only there for two nights on Cork, <laughs> Galway. And uh, I was just going on stage. I never had the suit and that at the time. I just went on stage, jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. So I was like, "Fuck! I'm going to have to get to like uh, a clove shop in Galway before the gig on a Sunday." And it was half six when I arrived, and five. I don't know what time it was, but uh, that's an our problem anyway. So I had to go into my bag. All I had on was a uh, Brazil short site, right? so I had to put on these blue Brazil shorts to do the gig. No, no, to get back on the bus. We're only at Limerick <laughs> for five minutes, so everybody can smell farting. They've seen me go up to the driver constantly. <laughs> They've seen me come on the bus noticeably much more relaxed and no longer having jeans on but a pair of shorts. So I think everybody sort of figured out I was... You were the guy. I was the guy. And then what'd you do with the... I had to actually, I actually got a joke because I, I never knew about Dunn's stores. Uh-huh, and, and then you got a joke about Dunn's. Exactly. I've got a joke about Dunn's being cheap. Like I said, it was somewhere between Primark and shoplifting, which I tried that night and it went... It was the gig was Tommy Tiernan was on that night. It was only about 15, 16 people in, because Galway's water had been poi- there was crypt- oh yeah, it was the cryptosporidium. Cryptosporidium, that's yeah. the one. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't think Tommy was advertised, obviously, but it was the first yeah. time I'd ever met him. Oh, so but that I was in Cuba nightclub back in the day. Right? Cuba nightclub on the wow, Sunday night. Wow, man. So that's interesting because that's the pain that you had to go through for one simple joke about Duns. Exactly, but I think so, it's worth it. So there you go. That's the behind. So how did you not shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, so how did you come up with the Dunn stores joke? Well, you're not going to believe this, but it starts in Cork. <laughs> <laughs> it starts. It starts in Cork. And uh, I wanted uh, to tell somebody, but I never felt Tommy Tiernan's a big, fucking, huge comedian inspiration of a lot of guys. And I was like, myself and Cody, I don't know if I should. Hey, Tommy, never guess what happened to me on <laughs> like a funny thing happened on. The, but it's only when you look back you can actually laugh at that because it was pretty humiliating. Um, you never know how a, how a conversation is going to start. So, uh, 
I, I would never tell that story. That's the first time I've ever told anybody. Like on. Well, that's what I'd like to think this podcast is: is that it's some sort of like therapy, you know? As I found that. But that's the nice thing about driving, you see, because when you're driving, you forget that you're actually. You just we're just chatting in the car, right? That's I it. mean, this is what we'd be doing if we were on our way to a show or something. So should I give you a tool then? A glass well, it doesn't matter, man. I no. mean, it's great. It's just I like the fact that I'm chatting to you in Glasgow in your place. I mean, you know what? You could. I know you told it on the late late before, but just to help people to understand yes. uh, our connection. Uh, you know, we we met in the early days of your career, but then you were such a hustler for gigs. <laughs> you actually used to just come to Dublin to play. Our little crappy, well, a great gig in the international, but it is just a, uh, you know, a 70-seater with no mic. You used to fly all the way over. That's right. And do the gigs and stay in my gaff in Rialto. You used to let me eat cornflakes on my pants on your couch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Aiden was around more, but, you know. But I then I think I ever met you, though, at the start, did we? Because it was always Aiden I would come over. And I think one time you came in, you were away recording all these shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, was it? Was that how it went? Yeah, you came in and I was in my pants. I was like, "All right, I'm Aiden's mate." Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Aiden's got something I couldn't to tell remember you. how that started. <laughs> you haven't mentioned me. <laughs> how is Aiden? He's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah. He's good. in Ireland at the moment. We sort of back and forth to New York too. But yeah, but then you stayed in Rialto, and then I didn't know that. Then that would also inspire some. You want to take a right up here? Taking a right. So uh, that would also inspire some material for you. Real? Oh, this was about you telling me to go and get the Lewis. Yeah. And I was like sitting on the Lewis going, surely I would just be better walking here. Yeah, but I mean, like, you fucking went on the late late, and then all of a sudden everybody's <laughs> messaging me, like, fuck, Kevin Bridges is talking about you on the late late. Oh, that's right, because I used to stay. Uh, did I mention that on the late late? You fucking name dropped so, me in the late late, man. There we go. Always, man. Always. Yeah, it was nice. By that stage, I was. it was definitely a big benefit for me, you know? <laughs> Got a lot of kudos out of it. Uh, but you didn't realize at the time that Rialto's not, like, not I a fan. I thought it was all right. I just, it was better than, I don't know, it was better than paying for a hotel or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I, was, I used to love, because I was coming through on a few different circuits, like you've got the, the Scottish scene, uh, it's probably similar to the Irish scene, maybe not as many gigs even in Scotland, you've got the stand, Yeah. you can play the other weekends, but then it's such a nice gig that you need to get toughened up somewhere else, you know what I mean, so I would always be conscious that I didn't want to be a Scottish comic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, exclusively yeah, you wanted to be comic. a universal guy, yeah, a guy that could talk to anybody about anything. Yeah. Yep. And I felt as if it would be impossible to gig every night of the week in Scotland. I think, like, you see guys coming through the London circuit and they're solid yeah, because they've got the, the time, option yeah. to just, you can do five or six at the weekend or whatever. New York, LA. So I felt as if, right, Glasgow, well, I can only do maybe one or two a week here. I need to get to London, I need to get to Dublin, and then it was simply, I was evolving along the three different sort of circuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Irish scene was big. No, to me it was like, that helped you to develop? Because I, I, I found it the most international gigs. Really? I, like, because you'd get... Well, it's like, there's a lot of references I would need to change going to Ireland. Oh, in terms yeah, well, of, that's good like that. It's good for that. Like, you go over there and it's... It is a different... Because the funny thing for me it's was... It's a foreign country, man, so it's... But the, the, the weird, it's weird that you say that because, for me, like, you know, I got really big in Ireland, but then I would go to the UK and I, I, I had very little. You know, I was too Irish. Yeah. But... The one city I could go to and change very little was Glasgow. Like, I went to Glasgow and did the stand, and I just ripped it. Oh, that's the New York thing as well, isn't it? 
Do you, like, I don't know because I felt like Glasgow was the most like Ireland of any place that I had performed. Almost like Ireland, all right. Yeah, I didn't have to change anything. So you're doing Irish. Yeah, stuff? just stuff like the immersion routine and you know stuff about coming to Ireland and noticing how different it was. I felt like Glasgow people were getting that the most. What I found going over there was they actually found you funny. Rather, no, you get some gigs you'll go up. It's all right. They found the stuff I was saying funny, but I never. We're going felt, this way, this way. Just follow this red guy. Yeah. Red car, red guy. Your father's Native American. Your <laughs> <laughs> father's Native American. <laughs> he's behind the learner, though. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, it's all right. Man. No, it's no just problem. keep going straight. Oh, yeah, so you found that. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, but it's good because it, that was one thing when I went to the UK. I was like, oh, shit, I got to I gotta, I gotta broaden my horizon. So that's yeah. good that you got something like that. Well, what it was going. like was going over there and they're actually, like, the, even the bigger clubs, like the laughter lounge, and they would never be too strict on your time and yourself, obviously, international. You'd always, you and Des, uh, you and Aiden would just say, go on and just do yeah, whatever to you, you want to do. So. To you, but to other people, right, I maybe. was strict. <laughs> now, some of the, now some of those guys are going to hear it and be like, can you fucking <laughs> knock me out one night when I did 25? <laughs> <laughs> but some of the Irish crowds would just be so and I don't know if that was the accent or just yeah well you know. were good that's why Maybe that oh this is where we're going yeah so in our final section it's really just me and Kev just blabbering on but I think it's worth listening to so don't tune out and in case I forgot to say it at the beginning and you hadn't noticed there's been a dog in the car for this entire sort of final 30 minutes and uh so we discussed that as well as the Edinburgh Fringe. Does anyone realize that the radio was on? The whole time we've been chatting. It's gone, no, I don't want it. Oh, fuck up your head. Nah, man. Th- this, this, is, this is a bonus. This is like, what, what will happen with this is I will put this, this last bit of the drive on like a, on a, a, an outtakes thing. Cool. So basically what I've done take is a right, take a right. What I've done is I've gotten two podcasts out of you. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Sorry, have man. You, have you spoke to Rick? I've just given out about Kevin Haley doing sneaky okay. favors <laughs> while I am. Oh, you just got a toot, man. What was that? I, no, no, that was the cyclist, I think. Oh, was it? It couldn't have been me. I was just doing a normal turn. But it, it, it frightened Annie. You all right, Annie? Annie, are you okay? Does this remind you of home? Does it? Does this, does this remind you of home? Like, <laughs> Annie, come here. <laughs> That's her tail wagging. It's the dog that sniffing the sound of Annie's played the hydro as well in Glasgow. But oh, she came out on stage. She came out. And she's also played the Eden Court Theatre in Inverness. Really? I was playing with her backstage. I take her on the road sometimes, and um, I just heard the crowd. Notice people just arriving early. They've had a few people come in with drinks yeah. and stuff. And Annie just, uh, I just heard them all going, "Oh!" And I was like, "Fuck!" She's run on the stage. <laughs> I had to stand at the side just going Granny, come here come here come here <laughs> and she came back off and then at the end I was talking about the dog during the show so they're all asking was that your dog that came on so I had to bring her on but she can't actually do anything Just it's not like Britain's got talent she just sort of <laughs> jumped she just jumped up she just jumped up on her back legs and licked my face and then walked back up ah but that was great that's it that's all, that's all uh, sometimes you can have little magical moments like that I think when you see dogs that can do that much it's been a shit life for the dog in it not how much we're talking about that book Bounce yeah. Matthew Syed I mean that's got to be 10,000 hours isn't it to treat to train to get those dogs your dog to do doing those that things. sort of shit I think it's been a yeah terror. just so Simon Cowell can be like yeah whatever I know it's been a rubbish life isn't it Fuck. yeah well I had a good like you know you get these lucky moments like on stage so Chris Kent do you know Chris uh, he's a cork funnily enough a cork comedian aye aye nice guy and uh, he was hosting a show that I was doing at the Ivy Gardens a few weeks ago 
and uh, so he's just had a kid, and he's got some funny material about the kid. But he decided to do the funny material about his kid before I was going on, and uh, oh, he's all right. I just heard his tongue there for a second, no, and uh, his wife was backstage with the kid that he was talking about. So I was like, "Give me the kid." <laughs> So when he introduced me, I walked out with his child. And, of course, the crowd were like, yeah, because he'd been talking about it for 10 minutes. And he said a really funny thing. I handed him his child, and then he went back onto the mic, and he said, very expensive prop. <laughs> it was a good moment. It was like the Ivy Gardens? Yeah, great festival. Is that in Dublin? That's the whole reason I have a podcast is because I interviewed some Americans that were coming over for it while I was in New York, and that has begun this journey to driving around Glasgow with you. This journey. Yeah, this this <laughs> this podcasting journey that we're on. That's the new gaff I've moved on to just up this street. Oh, really? Just up here? Oh, nice neighborhood. Good for you. This is the only Edinburgh-esque section of Glasgow. The Edinburgh bit. Yeah, really nice. How, do you like Edinburgh? Do you enjoy it? I love it, yeah. I prefer the vibe of Glasgow. I prefer Glasgow people, but I think Edinburgh and is that's a, the New York in you, though, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I just grew up kind of working class, kind of like... I ended up, it's weird, my Irish life is very middle class, but my Queen's life is very working class, so it's a bit of a contradiction there. And it happened years before I, I made my own money. I just ended up in Irish boarding school, which was definitely middle class. I mean, originally rural middle class and then eventually urban middle class. But then in Queens, still to this day, my cousins and my friends are definitely working class. So, you know, I guess when I come here to Glasgow, it does, I like the the energy of it, and you know. Nice. Like, the stand in Glasgow has such a different energy to the stand in Edinburgh. I would say, and the Newcastle one as well, I think that's a great club. Yeah, I've never been. I think it goes Glasgow, Newcastle, Edinburgh. When it comes to the stand, that's the free. Yeah. Edinburgh's it? good. It's just the sight lines, I think, sometimes in that club. Uh, but Yeah, it's probably something to do with the room. But as a city, it's great and it's beautiful, but it is more, it's definitely more uptight. Think so? Yeah. You, you don't think so? You're not allowed <laughs> only, to say it? I won't ever say it. I don't think I put enough, <laughs> I, I, enough sarcasm in that. Let's go again. No. Do you think so? <laughs> yeah, that was, that I, I would have got it then. I would have <laughs> got it then. No, I don't know. They're good people. It's, I just I don't like the festival that much. I don't. I find oh, it. yeah. Well, the festival's definitely just whatever. It's up its own hole. But, I mean, I like that too, you know. just I like... I like trying to perform to that energy where everybody's seen too much and the crowds are ultra middle class. And I, I think it's really funny about the way they all go on about diversity and like there's not a bloody black guy to be seen anywhere. No. You know, all these ultra liberal people, like no black performers, hardly any black people in the crowd. I mean, it's such a white middle class festival surrounded by these people who pretend that they're like into diversity, but they live the whitest lives you could possibly imagine. Aye, that's true. It's weird. And that's not Edinburgh people, by the way. That's the festival. That's nothing to do with Edinburgh itself. It's to do with the actual festival, you know. I Which just is always found that when you were just getting up and doing stand-up, it was never seen as like in keeping with the festival. You know, you should be trying to reveal. Yeah, part well, there's, of a, there's an obsession like, with the theme. And I'm going left here, right? The crowd. No, I go straight on. Oh, straight. Yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, like it's just a thing. It's very odd, but I guess, you know, like. It's like Arsenal have a style of football, you know, Stoke are, you know, like have a style of football. You know, I guess the style of comedy at the Edinburgh Fringe is what it is, you know, and suppose it's it's, it's a tradition, you know, when you've done it well, though, you've done the theme show. I've done well. Honestly, what, the, the sh theme shows for me do, you do can better in Edinburgh. That, but I think if you're trying to force it on it. Yeah, but I only do it when it's real. 
you know like the 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 show about my dad was a, was a real thing. The China show was a real thing. I mean, Des Bishop likes to bang. The drumming thing was a bit too contrived, so it didn't really work as well as the other ones. What do you mean by that? Like you had a bunch of stand up and you thought I'm going to try and make this. No, no, scene. no. I actually was. I was genuinely learning the drums, and then myself and my buddy Bob, who Bob is like my buddy, like you have with your buddies, like we like to fuck around and do stupid shit. So we were just fucking around trying to create, literally like punchlines via the drums. And trying to program the electronic drums to say stupid shit. So I just committed to it well before I knew it was really going to produce any results. Like eventually we figured out how to make a show, but it took a lot longer. Melbourne was shit. You know, like I got through the whole of Melbourne, but it was it was shit. You know, like the show never really came together. And Which way, right or left? We're actually heading towards the stand and you can just drop me there. Okay, cool. So uh, I'm going to take the dog into the park. Oh yeah, cool. So uh, yeah, it just never became the show that I wanted it to become. But it was a theme, and it was genuine. But it didn't really, you know, it it didn't work. But yeah, the other two theme shows definitely worked. And I should try it one time. Well, you don't need to. You're just a great natural storyteller. There's no need. I just always think I just write gags, and it just becomes when you start. That's what you're supposed to do. It's great. It's funny. You know, straight or right. Uh, I write heal me. Uh, you know, don't. There's no need. I I never I never did theme shows because I thought I should. I did them because they were real moments. Like the thing about my dad was was genuine that I wanted to write a story about my dad, well before he got cancer. Your dad cancer, got, your the, dad got to see the show, didn't he? Oh, he was in it. He oh, he came out every night, night in Glasgow. Uh, yeah. Right. I never got to see that show. We were on at the same time. That year. Yeah, I know. I was great. It was a great. It was a great moment in time, but yeah, no, but that was genuine. I think some people do these themes, but they're contrived, and it's fucking bullshit, you know. And I don't, I don't think you should ever try to do that. You know, if you get diabetes or something, then you could do your diabetes show. But for now, just, <laughs> just do what you do. <laughs> you know, just, just. Anyway, you, you're, you're beyond. You know, you could do a work. You could just, if you ever wanted to do the fringe again, I would suggest that saying like, uh, do a month in the stand, work in progress show. You know. That's what Catherine, okay. Catherine Ryan just did. She's good. She's yeah, really you know, good. like She's just just do a work in progress show, and just work on some shit, and right. enjoy the fringe. That's the stand just to your left. So, so I'll, I'll just, go I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go around here and then just pull up. All right. All right. I'm just going to. Sorry. Listen, Dan. I'll, I'll take just a little left in here. And what uh, a pleasure it's been. It's really great to spend some time with you. <laughs> really, you know, it's nice to catch up, and. Um, all right, I think I can stop here. I just nice. don't want to block anybody if they're nah, coming. Nah, nah, you're all right. What a guy. Thanks, man. Yes, thank you, man. Thank you for the bonus section of the That's podcast. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you're off the hook, man. Nice one. Thank you, and guy, see you, Annie. Adios. So, thank you, everybody, for listening. And, of course, thank you, Kevin, for being so uh, giving with his time and uh, for playing along with all the nonsense of driving around Glasgow. Uh, if you like this podcast, please um, rate us and review us on iTunes. It actually helps your position in the iTunes charts, which helps more people to know about our podcast. So please do that if you haven't done it yet. And uh, thanks. There's been more and more feedback coming through uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. So my Twitter is at Des Bishop. My Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Des Bishop. Instagram Des Bishop and Snapchat me Des Buffer. Always a always a fun way to uh, engage the old Snapchats. 
and uh, nothing else really other than to spread the word and subscribe and I hope you enjoyed this quite loose but still fun chat with Kevin Bridges we still have John Bishop to come Ashling B to come Andrew Ryan to come we have a lot of great podcasts still coming your way and we have all the great American comedy scene to tap from now until November and uh in the month of October, particularly, I'm going to focus a lot on the American elections, and we'll try to have some fun with that. So, please, keep giving me feedback, and keep coming back, like an AA meeting, and we'll chat to you soon. I love you all, and I will miss Ireland. I'm going to New York in the morning. So until I return, Ireland, slow. 